Good morning. It's time for our cool conversation. I'm George Plummer, and with us today we have Michael Pettyjohn with the OSU Research Station. Michael, good morning. Good morning, George. Been a while since we've had you on the show. Yes. We've, we've missed you, <laughs> but we're glad you're back, and we've got a, a big day we're going to talk about uh, today on the program. And we want to thank our friends with Stanley Systems and Community Bank of Oklahoma for having us on our Cool Conversation program today. So you've been with the research station for how long now? Ten years. I've no way. Out. Wow. Yeah. That's, time flies. <laughs> time does fly. It gets away from us. Um, yeah, I left the extension service mm-hmm. and went to the research side of OSU and been out there ten years. And it. It's never a dull moment out there. Never had the same day twice. Uh, that, that's always good to, you know, kind of keep things shaken up a little bit. So for those who don't know exactly what the research station is or does, give us a, give us a little summary. Well, the OSU research um, station is part of the uh, de- a department, which is the field research and service unit. And um, basically, we're the manpower uh if you will for a lot of the agronomy and livestock research potential of osu so there's 19 stations scattered out across the state um we have dr richards as our director and we're part of the division of ag so we're directly tied but we are not the entities that does that actually comes up with research. Mm-hmm. We facilitate the research. So it's a little different than what people may think. All the labs and stuff are pretty much in still water. All the right? labs and stuff. This will be most of the field work out in the field. Um, and so we don't come up with a project. We work with professors and say, okay, you know, we've seen this in the field and they may develop the project, but we just facilitate. So like if a professor needs a field, tilled for wheat production that's what we do we provide the field make sure it's in good shape uh, do the tillage maybe the fertilizer application uh, may may even plant the wheat and then the professor actually comes in and applies treatments and then after you know we have some growth or whatever they actually pull samples Uh, so for the most part we're putting together and helping things grow. We're kind of the the, the boots on the ground. We watch the field. Kind of the experiment uh, yeah. portion of the of the growing uh, yep. process, I guess. Uh, if we see something out of whack, we report back to those professors. We see uh, insect damage coming on. We, you know, lots of communication back and forth. How many acres out there? Uh, we're roughly 500 acres at the research station here in Chickasha. Did not realize it was that big. Wow. Yeah. Um, we're located on, you know, I-44 mm-hmm. between the two exits here at Chickasha. So if you're driving down, headed to the city or headed to Lawton, and you're passing through Chickasha and you go, huh. I that, wonder what that is. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> well, <laughs> you can call us. We'll we'll yeah. try to tell you the best we are. But we're between the two exits. We're on both sides of the turnpike there. Uh, there's some other farmer fields there too, but you know that's a good general description where we are. Um, please don't look too carefully because we, with OSU, there's a lot of research, and there is some places I have to grow weeds for weed scientists to come in and apply treatments. Interesting. Okay. So uh, you know it's not always going to be the prim and proper station that some people would like to see, but it, it, 
but that's part of research. Right, right. And, of course, folks can call, and you can take them around a little bit and show them what's going on. And, yep, mm-hmm. we can show you. Right, yeah, we try to keep an open door. Um, we may not be able to tell you everything that's going on because of different agreements with companies that we do uh, research with or um depending on what's been applied there are some safety issues you know but yeah we try to keep people in we do a few tours a year we have our field days every year and it's a pretty nice little quiet facility um right and you and marty new are out there i'm stationed there marty mm-hmm. new stationed there uh and what him, does marty do marty is our uh, livestock extension specialist for southwest oklahoma so he covers roughly 17 counties and provides livestock expertise to those um, in his counties. He doesn't really discriminate if you're outside those counties, right. but he specializes down there. And he helps also the county educators if they have livestock questions or inexperience of with the situation. And he provides further education or more specialized education to those educators. But you don't see any livestock out there at the research station. Hopefully not. We don't have any fences. Not on purpose, anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, not on purpose. We've had a few things pass through. (laughs) But no no fences, no livestock right now. We have had in the past. uh, The station, you know, with its long history, I can date it back to 1952, so there's been some studies where we've actually had fences and grazing trials with sheep on alfalfa, for instance, that, you know, has caused a lot of headache for <laughs> staff mm-hmm. there. But, but uh, no, for the most part, we're an agronomy farm, but we actually operate with other departments besides our plant and soil science departments. Now, what's the next closest research station from Chickasha? We have our sister station over at Fort Cobb, right behind the dam at the lake at Fort Cobb. Um, that's called, actually, its official name is the Cattle Research Station. And uh, we try to have those stations that are scattered throughout the state to look at the different types of climates we have um, because we have a very diverse ecosystem across Oklahoma and also a wide array of soil types. Here we're, you know, kind of Washtenaw River bottom with a lot of our loamy soils, and then at Fort Cobb is our sandy soils, and that area is a very productive area for peanuts and other things. Cotton has come into that area with the irrigation, and uh, so that's our next closest station. So each research station kind of specializes in certain crops, I guess. And yes, each station has its own niche, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, like the ones down at Altus is cotton um fort Cobb is our peanuts um the panhandle is its own entity because it's always out there in a completely different climate and uh, there's a lot of irrigation and dry land there that is very different because they have received half the rainfall we do here in chickasha uh chickasha we get a lot of our crops we have a lot of wheat but uh, as production aspect we do about half grain and half forage crops or hay production um, the range station up there southwest of Stillwater is our cattle production. Down at Valiant is a new, relatively new station. It's only, we're still kind of fencing that station. It's, you know, And that's where a lot of our actual cow-calf operation is. Down at Idabel's, our forestry station, and it's, it's a small 160-acre station, but they kind of manage well over 20,000 acres of warehouser-type grounds for forestry production such a diverse uh system and of course 
you know, Oklahoma's, as you mentioned, the panhandle's dry, you know, uh, very wet and green in southeast Oklahoma, and we're kind of right in the middle there. So interesting. It's really interesting uh, how those all came about. Yeah, they're very, very uh, diverse. We've got uh, different things going on. Of course, there's the agronomy farm right there at Stillwater on campus. So it's got everybody. Uh, that research station superintendent, he, he never knows exactly because everybody's coming in and out. Um, he's actually got uh, things in place for the joggers that come through from campus every day. So oh, very good. I don't have that problem. <laughs> Thanks for spending part of your weekend with us here on The Cool Conversation. Michael Pettyjohn is with us with the OSU Research Station. So coming up in a few weeks, uh, your big spring wheat field day. Yep, our annual wheat field day um, is coming up on April 29th, the last Friday in April. Um, I believe we start roughly 8.30 in the morning, registration and things, and we'll go till right after lunch. Which is good this year. You know, we're coming out of COVID. We're, we've got lunch sponsored. Everybody's like, oh, okay. Yeah. But that's not the highlight sure. for this year. The one thing that we're really proud of with some of our new Oklahoma Department of Ag Food and Forestry regulations is our local producers, if they're applying certain type of pesticides, they're going to have to have a license. And it's their private applicator's license. But with educational opportunities like this uh miss ally at our local grady county extension office has incorporated a continuing education credit into our field day so please come get your credit so you can continue to spray your fields come learn what we've got going on see our wheat production see what this year's drought has really stressed our wheat out hopefully Hopefully, everyone's getting rain this time, and we start to see some growth and some grain production. Yeah, had to, winter was really dry, and we've seen some extreme drought in the area, but the recent rainfall the last uh, couple, three weeks have been been really nice. So, it, it's been the saving grace for yeah. our wheat production. So, I just, it's very fascinating that there's so many different types of wheat that producers can choose from. A, a dozen? Is that... A conservative estimate or more or less right well, around there much more um, really w most of the time we're growing hard red winter wheat but in the variety of those there's we have the variety testing there at the station that will be showcased by doc amanda silva and she's our small grains wheat specialist so i think there's 50 varieties planted in a replicated trial and so she'll go through each one, give it all the characteristics. So if you're out there growing wheat and you're looking for a new one that is stripe rust resistant because you've had problems in the past, please come. We'll go through that, and she'll show you one. 50 samples. Now, they're not very big, I guess. No. Right? Yeah. Plot work is not very big. Mm -hmm. uh, these are uh, 5 foot wide by 15 feet long. So, But they're replicated. So, you know, we, we in the trials and research, we're not just – doing a shotgun method we've actually tried to replicate it so if one plot gets damaged or flooded out or, or something we have four others excuse me three others in that trial that would uh, represent the trial and give us a good average and good numbers for everyone and you mentioned a lot of the professors are coming down uh to give a description and Talk about uh, their their special special yep. area. We've got a full crew coming down. Um, our uh, agronomy specialist Josh Prashong is going to be down. He'll be working on those continuing education credits. 
Dr. Manicherry will be covering our weed control and helping with that educational credit. Uh, so they'll be talking about our weeds, the unwanted crops or unwanted things in our wheat production. Um, Dr. Carver, he's our wheat breeder. He's the one that actually is responsible for a lot of these new release varieties. He'll be there. He's going to show off his nursery. He's very proud of it, and he needs to be because in the last several years, he has, you know, released, oh, goodness, I think 18 different uh, wheat varieties since about starting in 2005. He's really been have, having good genetic lines to turn loose for Oklahoma production. has been nice. And it, take, it takes years to develop these new new yes. lines of wheat. Yeah, everybody thinks, oh, we can cross this with that in you know, a couple of years. But no, really, it takes a lot longer because you know, we're talking, he may cross one in the greenhouse and start out the first year with a 15-seed crop. But in the greenhouse, it's nice because they can grow two to three generations in a year. We're out in the field, we just get one. So the greenhouse is a very controlled environment, and he's producing. But when you start with 15 seeds, before release, we have to have 1,000 bushels. So there's, it's a large – and that's part of what the research station does, too, is we'll actually help seed increase for production, for release, for the uh, the consumers. Right. So, yeah, and once they get approved or uh, whatever that process is – you still haven't got to produce enough seed to get out to the producers, right? Yep, you yeah. still got to produce enough, <clears throat> yeah. and it takes a while to get there. But Dr. Carver's going to show that off. He'll show you some of the goods and the bads. He starts with, I think this year, he's a little over 2,000 plots out there that he works with. So he's looking at all angles, of a lot of different lines, and out of, oh, I would say well over 100 different lines, he's only releasing one or two a year. So he's picking the cream of the crop here. So, and, uh, so it'll be good. Um, this year, everybody's concerned with inflation. Our input costs have went up. Our fertilizer costs have tripled. Um, Dr. Arnall, our uh, small, uh, excuse me, precision nutrient management specialist is going to be on hand. He's going to show us some of his new things, plus some of the old things that, you know, that is very important. One of the things is the application of our nitrogen at different timings of the growth stage of our wheat, and it'll be very important this year because some guys, because of the cost increase, have not fertilized, but he is going to show us the impact that it will have with fertilizing at this time. So we've got a pretty good full crew, good morning filled day, finishing off with lunch. It's going to be a full day of education please come out and enjoy doesn't uh, cost anything no nope, right? we're Do, not charging you, you, they need to call or register anything or? no i think it's open mm-hmm. we'd love to have everyone we can we're going to have plenty of trailer space hopefully we'll have a nice clear day if not uh if we get rained on we're going to appreciate that too <laughs> you bet <laughs> michael good to see you uh thanks for coming out and uh, sharing some information about uh, the research station and again uh, the wheat field day uh in chickasha is friday April 29th. That is All right. right. Contact you. your local OSU Extension Service office if you have any questions, or I guess they can give you a shout out there too if they need to. Yep. So. Anytime. All right. Michael Pettyjohn with us on our Cool Conversation program today. And again, thanks to our sponsors, Community Bank of Oklahoma and its locations in Chickasha, Verdon, and Newcastle, as well as Stanley Systems.